Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I'm not drunk, I'm autistic. I am Nara Birch, and today I wanted to talk to you specifically about like what the the, the title of the podcast is, um, the phrase, you did this to yourself. And let me start by giving some context. So I had a meltdown earlier today. Um, big surprise, right? Um, it's really hot, and I just did not do a good job, like, taking care of my vessel, like, in terms of eating and hydrating, and I just, I kind of just started having a panic attack about how hot it is, and just kind of lost it a little bit. Um, and at one point, I ran over to the door, and I, I said... (laughs) very clearly and I was proud of myself I'm trying very hard not to hit my head on the door right now oh the reason I sorry what caused the panic attack was the fact that there's literally and like the meltdown itself because those are two different things um the meltdown sorry what caused the meltdown was the fact that I had nowhere to be in my house I had nowhere to be in my house that wasn't just balls hot but I think it was a panic attack that was causing me to feel that way. Yes, it is, it is balls hot right now, 100%. But, like, I think my, my anxiety capitalized on the fact that I was uncomfortable and ran with it. And that panic attack, in turn, caused a meltdown. Um, anyways, back to, back to the thing. Um, so I'm standing by the door, and I'm, I, 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 let me preface this by saying anyone who's not, like, listened to me, um, talk about my meltdowns before, I, I'm not very verbal during meltdowns. I either repeat the same phrase over and over again, or I go completely nonverbal. I can't really communicate. Sometimes the voices in my head are able to talk for me, um, and you can tell when they're doing it because they usually refer to me in the third person. But, like, they're occasionally able to get a message out, like, she needs you to come give her deep pressure now. But those times are very rare, and it is not me or my consciousness that's doing it. It's the the lovely voices in my head that reside there and help me out. Um, I love them. I've, I've done an episode about them, if you want to hear more about that. Um, but... I personally was able to say, not the voices in my head, I personally was able to say, I am trying very hard not to hit my head on the door. And then, of course, the second I said that, I began banging my head on the door. But, and um, my, for, for more reference, uh, my, my fiancé was about, like, six feet away from me. He was on the couch. I was near the front door. Um, he was very close. And... I started banging my head on the door and like I was still able to talk during this meltdown, which is again, I've, I don't think I've ever been able to personally talk like this during a meltdown. It was actually a huge achievement for me, um, looking back on it, but I just kept saying like, I'm hurting myself. You're not moving fast enough. You're not moving fast enough because he knows when I start like banging my head on the door that he needs to come and like pull me away and so after I, I kind of got stuck on the you're not moving fast enough and in reality it was probably only a few seconds before he got up and came to me but in the the few seconds that he just sat there looking at me hesitating I managed to pound my head onto the door 
very hard. I was not able to stop. I was able to talk, but I could not stop myself. I knew it was only going to stop if he came and gave me deep pressure and forcibly like pulled me away from the door. I had the ability to to speak, but not the ability to perform the action I needed to keep myself from hitting my head on the door. So he finally moved me away. And I, at that point where I was repeating, you, you, you didn't move fast enough. You didn't move fast enough. And that's where he said, you, you did this to yourself. And that caused me to have even more of a meltdown. I like just started sobbing and I am, I'm pretty sure there is some trauma or PTSD reaction involved with this. I'm pretty sure I don't think my parents ever said that phrase to me exactly. I don't recall ever hearing that phrase exactly, but like, like they would say like, like, like a specific phrase I remember is like, oh, you ruin things like always. That's a phrase I remember very specifically, one that my ex-spouse would occasionally pull out because they knew how much it hurt me to hear that. Um, But I don't, I don't remember them ever saying you're doing this to yourself. But for so long, I was told you can control your meltdowns. These are just tantrums. You're not working hard enough. You can control this. You can control it other times. Why can't you control what's happening right now? And I think that's why it got to me. And I just like started sobbing and I explained to him I can't, I, I did not do this to myself. I did not do this to myself. If I had a choice, this wouldn't be something I would do to myself. This was purely the, the, the autistic, the autistic wiring in my brain that decided, you know what, you're upset and the best thing for you to do right now is to pound your head into the door so hard that you give yourself a concussion. I I didn't have a choice in that. <laughs> if, if anything, the only times I do things to myself during like times of meltdown and complete loss of control like that are the things I do are when I manage to stop myself from hitting my head, which I have been able to do a lot recently. And today I just couldn't. Um, and of course, I'm not I'm not saying that this means, oh, I'm autistic. I can't be held responsible for my actions or I can't control anything I do. No, there are many things I need to and can work on and I'm trying to work on, such as hitting my head. But I also know that there are times where I lose complete control. I lose complete control. I lose complete control. I feel like that sentence doesn't make sense. Um, But like, there are times where I'm trapped. There are times where I literally can do nothing but repeat one phrase over and over and smash my, my head into a door. And those... Those times are the worst. Those are the times that it's incredibly scary to have autism. It's incredibly dangerous to have autism. Like, I'm li- I literally, I hurt myself. I'm going to have a massive headache tomorrow. I don't think I gave myself a concussion. I don't think I was doing it hard enough or prolonged enough for that. But again, I don't fucking know. I might have. Um, but I know for a fact that there's going to be a really bad mark on my forehead for a couple of days, and I'm going to have a killer headache tomorrow, at the very least. Um, and after, after, so, and let me, can I just also say that my fiancé works so hard, and he is doing such a great job in taking care of me. He has, he's... And I don't like to use, like, because he hates it. He 
fucking hates it when um, I say things like, oh, you have to babysit me or you're basically a caretaker. He hates that, which is good because that 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 shows me that he's not doing this because he feels an obligation. He's doing this because he truly loves me. He's not doing this because he's so he feels like he has to. He's doing it because it's he loves me and he loves keeping me safe. And no, he doesn't love seeing me have meltdowns. It scares him, but he loves being able to take care of me and he is still learning. We have only been together for we just celebrated our second anniversary like we've been friends for three years and we've been dating for two years um and like the, for the first for the first year we basically lived in a weird torture chamber so this like only for about a year he's been like really just living with me and he's never lived like he's 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 a lot younger than me I robbed the cradle a little bit he was he was 20 when we started dating I was 20 26 um but he's incredibly incredibly mature and intelligent and like so like you forget that he's that like that he's that young but he's never lived he had never lived not with his parents so he's learning how to be an adult and like doing things like bills and like he has to call AT&T tomorrow. He fucking hates that shit. He's he he is learning hard what it's like to be an adult. He's also like his body is suddenly like he's 22 now and like he's starting to get things like acid reflux and it's like funny to watch his human meat puppet deteriorate. Me and my friends who are all old are just like, "Oh, the youngins. He has no idea what's coming." Um, but um where was I? Oh yeah, he's trying so hard. Um, so I just want to make that very clear that he is completely different than my ex-spouse who didn't give a fuck and didn't try. And if that was trying, shame on you. Shame on you if that was trying. Um, where was I? Um, but yeah, after, after I, I kind of, I just kind of was like, I started sobbing and I was like, I'm not doing this to myself. And then I kind of ran up to my decompression room for, a little bit, which was a bad idea because it's really, really hot up there, even worse than downstairs. Um, and of course, like the panic attack was still going, made it just, it felt really bad. And I just ran up there and just started sobbing horribly loudly. And like, I was playing, I knew that he would hear me crying and he would come upstairs. And I was, so I wasn't crying, so he would come upstairs, but I knew that the sound of the cry, I was planning, so I was like, I was prepping for the social interaction that was about to happen when I knew he would, like, hear me cry, because I, I try to control my crying, because, like, I don't want somebody to come and, like, I, I, I get very self-conscious, and I feel like, and that's the thing, I was like, I, I don't, I was just mulling over that phrase in my head, you did this to yourself, and I was just, that's when I started thinking about the lack of control I have and like started kind of formulating the ideas I've been talking about here. And he came in and I talked to him about it and he was so nice about it and he felt really bad about it. And he knows now that that's not something that's a good idea to say. And I don't know. I'm just really proud of him too. I'm proud that I'm able, I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of the fact that I'm in a relationship where after a meltdown, I can have this intelligent conversation because that never could have happened in my past relationship. And I'm just, I don't know. I just, I thought it was a good thing to, <laughs> to come on the podcast and talk about. 
Um, yeah, that's kind of the extent of the meltdown and the, what happened afterwards and the really good conversation. And I was able to talk about how I think it triggered a PTSD, PTSD response in me. And he's just, I really appreciate the fact that the second he realized that he said something wrong, he didn't try to defend himself. He didn't try to like gaslight me or try to, to, to just to justify like why I need to like he 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 just purely was like that upset you let's figure out why and let's try not to do that again because he respects the fact that I already have so much in my life and he res he respects everything I told him about how I can't control it and he 100% believes me that and I it's the first time I've ever had someone in my life like truly believe me when I say I truly can't control an autistic meltdown because I fucking can't. I don't think anyone can. That's the whole thing. That's the whole, like, crux of an autistic meltdown. The whole, like, definition of it is you reach a point where you can't control shit. And I, I don't, not instincts, just something else takes over. I called it, I called it the autistic demon when I uh, was talking to my fiance. I kind of named it the autistic demon because there's a lot of really good things about autism, but there's that tiny, one tiny little piece that gets a hold of you and yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, I'm going to end it there. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I offer trainings. Um, I have social media. Check me out. My Instagram is fuckyouupfairy with underscores after all the words. And my email is theautisticpinup at gmail.com. Um, if you have, like, questions or you just want to say hi, that's awesome. And um, I also have a lot of articles on the Mighty. Uh, so check that out if you're interested in reading my written prose. Fun fact, I come off a lot better with my written words than I do, than I do verbally. So thanks, autism. Thanks for that. All right. I will talk to you guys later. Bye.